welcome to another episode of The Privy. I am Courtney in studio alone today. Boris will be back on Tuesday, though, for another discussion. Um, however, this is the first segment of its kind called Top 5, where I am going to be breaking down the top five stories of the week in the LGBTQ community. Let's get started. In with number five is a story for the gays. Um, gays, if you like the challenge of a straight man, the story's for you. A new study published in the Journal of Social Psychology has come to a not-so-shocking conclusion that the more a straight man drinks, the more likely he is to find another guy sexually attractive. Social scientists ran an experiment outside of Midwestern bars and talked to both men and women in various states of inebriation. While sexual willingness to engage with same-sex partner stayed the same with women. The more a man had to drink, the more likely he was to consider having a role in the hay with a man. Participants viewed a randomly assigned video of same or other sex partner. Alcohol intake, partner attractiveness, and sexual willingness were measured. The attractiveness of same-sex partners was related to sexual willingness. Sexual willingness was only influenced by alcohol intake and perceived attractiveness of same-sex prospective partner. Most notably, get this, alcohol intake was related to increased sexual willingness of men with a same-sex partner, suggesting a potential shift in casual sexual behavior among heterosexual men. In case you were wondering, what does all that mean? The straight men were still just as attracted to women, no matter how much they had to drink, but they would consider sleeping with a man. Um, I don't care how much alcohol you give me, I'm not sleeping with a woman, and that's just me. And on to the number four story. This is so sad, and coming from the South, it, it just infuriates me um, that there's still this type of ignorance going on in the South. In Mississippi, a gay man is suing a funeral home for refusing to take his husband's body when they found out he was indeed married to a man. Um, give me a moment. Jack Zawatsky, um, partner for over 52 years um, by the name of Robert Husky, died in May of 2016. And Zawatsky's nephew made funeral arrangements with um, a funeral home down in Mississippi. Now, the funeral home reportedly refused to pick up the body when they found out he was indeed a gay man. Now, Zawatsky did release a statement, and he, and it says, I felt as if all that air had been knocked out of me, the 86-year-old said in a statement. Bob was my life, and we had always felt some welcome in this community. In this community, And then at the moment of such personal pain and loss, to have someone do what they did to me, to us, to Bob, I just couldn't believe it. No one should be put through what we were put through. They had to take the body to another funeral home nearly 100 miles away. He is suing the funeral home as well as the parent company, Brewer Funeral Services, for breach of contract, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and negligent misrepresentation with the help of Lamba Legal. This is absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe it. Not only do you got to make sure your insurance is paid up, honey, but you got to do your research on what funeral home is going to take care of their body. And the third story of our top five 
has everything to do with Donald Trump. Um, he just signed an executive order um, on yesterday pledging uh, to promote religious liberty and allow faith-based organizations greater participation in politics without risking their tax-exempt status. Um, he, quote, he was quoted by saying, we will not allow people of faith to be targeted, bullied, or silenced anymore, Trump said. I mean, how about the gays? Anyway, um, a Jewish LGBT activist by the name of Hannah Simpson, um, age 32, um, who is both the conservative part of the conservative and reform movements, um, said that she became she began transitioning in 2012, and since the end of 2013, has been fully living as a woman. And what this whole bill really means to her, um, as she told ABC News, um, that she fears Trump's order giving religious organizations freedom to take a stand from the pulpit in political issues, including LGBT rights and same-sex marriage, could also lead to discrimination against people just like her. She's quoted by saying, it perpetuates further the perception that transgender people and those who are gender diverse are less worthy of civil protections and access to resources, even in the private sector and less welcome in religious practices. She goes on to say, I think this is going to show itself in so many ways, starting with things like access to or respect for one's identity and presentation in religious spaces. We'll continue to follow this story as I'm sure there is more to come from the Trump. And at number two, it's an article I came across on Refinery29, and it's entitled 11 Things You and Your Boss Can Do to Fully Welcome LGBT People into the Workplace. And it wasn't necessarily the list itself. Um, Some of the things range from um, asking your employees and families if they have equal access to company benefits or establishing LGBT resource groups, or even going to Pride. But the most fascinating and interesting thing part were were two, for me, um, I guess this is the wake-up call to me and, and probably for you as well, is that one of the facts is in 2017, 28 states of the United States, a person can still be fired for being gay, lesbian, or bisexual. That's one. And then also, a study um, they released, a study by the Center for American Progress um, found that 25.2% of LGBT respondents experienced discrimination in the past year because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Out of those respondents who said they were discriminated against, 52.8% said the experience negatively impacted their work environment. How crazy is that? We gotta open our eyes and do better just all the way around. Workplace, home, in all of our spaces. We have to do better. And then top story of the week. This is the um, story I have been following for some time now. And it's about the gay, our quote-unquote gay concentration camps in Chechnya. Um, basically, they have killed like over 150 um, gays. Um, they've tortured them and they've um, basically imprisoned them. Um, and a lot has been going on with that um, over the past couple of weeks. However, this week it gets even worse. Authorities in Chechnya um, have threatened parents of gay children telling them, either you kill them or we will. Reports from Chechnyan Republic 
claim that homosexuals are being rounded up and killed on orders of leader Ramzan Kadarov, I believe that is. And last week, the British Parliament heard him um, as he intends to eliminate the gay community by the end of this month. Um, I mean, this is so sad. Um, horrifying testimonies from survivors um, have been released. One survivor told France 24, they tell the parents to kill their child. They say, either you do it or we will. They call it cleaning your honor with blood. They tortured a man for two weeks. They summoned his parents and brothers who all came. And the authority said to them, your son is a homosexual, sort it out, or we will do it ourselves. And on that sad note, that is the end of this episode of The Privy. Be sure to tweet us at The Privy Podcast if you have any stories that you feel like um, should have made the list or have any stories next week that come up that we should be covering. Um, That is all my time for today, and we'll be back next week.